Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And you can check out our podcast by subscribing on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, a story from our Faith in Action series, where we share with you the stories of people of faith living it out in the public square. Today's story comes to us from the little town of Knoll, Missouri where there's a church that has an unexpected amount of immigrants attending. Here's Pastor Josh Manning and his wife, Lauren, with the story. My name is Josh Manning. Uh, and Lauren, you want to dive in? Okay, so yeah, Josh and I have been married nearly 20 years. So uh, we're, we're coming along. I did 20 years at Walmart, uh, I was an assistant manager, and so you worked crazy hours. I mean, you know, 
15 days in a row at times. I, I remember doing that. Um, you know, 12-hour shifts, a lot of those kind of things. He was at Walmart constantly. We lived an hour away from the Walmart in which he worked. And uh, so for a lot of years there, we were, you know, that's that's all we were doing. Mm-hmm. Is I was, I was bringing home a paycheck and Lauren was at home. And was never quite fulfilled. I just never had this feeling that we were doing what God had called us to do. Mm-hmm. He always said, God has something for us. God's going to do something with us. And I thought, what does that mean? We have little kids. We had twins. And two years later, I had another baby. So we had three kids under three. I was 28, trying to homeschool three kids as they grew. And Josh not being around and trying to be in church and do the right things. It was a difficult season. We decided through, well, God decided (laughs) that it was time for us to do something and follow the Great Commission. And so at the time, our pastor was, I would consider, a Great Commission preacher. He was about sending, he was about missions, and I had never really, truly um, heard a pastor that was so clear and direct. I don't know, it clicked with us. Mm-hmm. I think it clicked around the same time when you agree, Josh. Absolutely. It was like, whoa. We, had, we were watching him, his preaching. We were watching a young family from our church sell everything they owned and move to Peru in the jungles. And they had set up little churches down the Amazon River, and he'd ride this little boat down the Amazon River and disciple the pastors there. And this was a family our age. Mm-hmm. It just just blew us away. And when we had gotten to that church, that family had just left. So we, we mm-hmm. didn't even see them and uh, didn't know them, but knew their story because the whole church was talking about it. And that was hugely impactful. Um, the other thing was, Lauren made me go to see David Platt speak. And I, I didn't know anything about this guy, but he was talking about, about the concept of just going. That, that is the concept of the gospel, is, is you hear the truth and then you go and tell the truth. I mean, that's the basic premise. And so it, it impacted us greatly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those two, and then our faithful teaching of a very good pastor, um, mm-hmm. those three uh, just really just pushed us in that position. We didn't know where we were going to go, but we knew that we were going to share the gospel, whatever whatever means that we had, we were going to do so as boldly and loudly as what we, what we could possibly do. And we found out there was a church in Knoll, Missouri that the pastor had left, uh, thrown up his hands in disgust and ran screaming, um, as many other pastors had there, to be blunt. What the main industry is in the entire county and in that town is the poultry industry. And so what happened was, is of course you had these these farmers, small time farmers that can have the chicken houses but to have workers in a very rural county mm-hmm. to be able to work, work the plants, they just, there isn't any. And so probably about 25 years ago, 30 years ago in that ballpark, Hispanic population started to move in. And then relatively more recent times, we've started to get refugees from all over the world. Uh, Knoll has an extremely diverse population. There's 30 nations of birth in a town of 2,000 people. There's 10 languages that, in my estimation, are large enough to have a church functioning. And so you have a large number of these refugee population, limited English skills, 
And so it's a very challenging place to present the gospel. But in some ways, it's served up for you in a silver platter because you know where to go to catch these people. You know what I'm saying? So I became pastor of a church that had two primary languages, uh, English speaking, of course, and Ska Karen. They come from Myanmar. It was also called Burma. You may have heard that. They've been in civil war for, it's like the longest running civil war Yeah, it's ever. like since World War II. Yeah, they've been in civil war. When, when, when we found out they were from Burma, we referred to them at the, as the Burmese people. And that is not something you should do because the Burmese government attacks these little, Josh can these explain little this better. These tribes, yeah. Yeah, I come in and attack them so their own country will fight against them. So they are very proud to be Karen and they have a Buddhist background they have a Christian heritage. So there's there's kind of a hodgepodge of religions within the Karen people. Um, but they come to our church. Groups of them come faithfully, and we get to preach the gospel and share Jesus with them. And so not all of the adults necessarily know English in our church. So we, we have a translator, and he's not necessarily a Christian. He's... Um, not necessarily Buddhist either. He's kind of a mix of different religions. and But we use the kids and, and as translators for the parents so we can get to know the parents through the kids. And, and God's blessed this beyond our wildest dreams. Uh, now it's four years later. There are five independent services operating in our building. We have service, you know, all day long from 10 in the morning till 9 at night, frequently on Sunday in five separate languages and attempting to start services in other languages as well. And we still have no idea what we're doing, but God continues to bless it despite our, our idiocy. <laughs> and you've been listening to Josh and Lauren Manning heeding the call and following their heart and following their God and doing essentially a turnaround. When we come back, more of this remarkable story here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we return to Our American Stories and Pastor Josh Manning and his wife Lauren's story of operating a church in the small town of Knoll, Missouri, where many immigrants call home and call his church home. In fact, Josh has five different services in five different languages at his church, using interpreters to spread the gospel in the process. But why did these immigrants, especially the Karin people from Myanmar, start attending Knoll Community Baptist Church? Let's continue with the story. So we don't have a whole lot of prior information, but one little segment we do know is that a gentleman that we just love and such a gracious man named Mike Brown, he saw the refugees coming into the town. He saw the changing demographics. He saw the potential and he saw, you know what, the the nations are coming to us. Let's reach out to the nations. Let's not sit here in fear and get to know them. And so... He went to, I think he just randomly went to the Corinne housing, if mm-hmm. I understand right. They were all sleeping on the ground. They yeah. had no furniture. So Mike talked to the people at the church at that time and said, let's buy mattresses for every Corinne family. <laughs> and so the church did. And they made a relationship with them. And they started going fishing together. They started hanging out. And little by little, they started populating the church. And then before long, a translator was needed because... The sermon became bilingual (laughs) 
And so our translator, Yemenu, stepped up and became the translator. He's also the liaison at Tyson for the Karen people. So he translates for a living. He's excellent, excellent at it. And uh, my Naso, the father of my translator, Yemenu, this guy is just the American dream on steroids. So Mine So uh, gets captured by the Burmese army. Uh, him and seven, or six other men, seven men total. And he was given the job of walking in front of the army to set off landmines. And so um, he's captured. Yemenu is just a baby, if I understand right, at that point. So he's away from home. He's a long ways away. Um, after about a year, there's only him and one other guy left. They were in a tiger pit at night, and they overheard that they were going to get executed the next morning. So Maineso gets out of the tiger pit, runs through the jungle, comes back to the family. They're reunited, and they're out of there. So it takes quite a bit of time through very, very rugged terrain till they arrive in a refugee camp in Thailand. Once they're there, you basically have a 500-acre area, or however large it is, kind of fenced off. Amen described it as, on your third offense, uh, leaving this area, you were shot on sight. It was illegal to learn the local language. You had limited opportunity, limited educational opportunities, limited everything. You were just there gathering dust in a handmade hut. At any rate, over time, they get to the opportunity to come to the United States, and they do so. So this guy came to the United States, and Nolan, Missouri, Midwest, relatively poor place itself, You got really just one main road going through town. Half the businesses are shuttered. We're we're losing our bank. Uh, We just had to go pick up the safe deposit box from the uh, for the church. Yeah, Yeah. because the bank is even leaving town. And what he has done, this family is extraordinary. His kids are are going to college. Uh, They have aspirations of being doctors and lawyers and all those kinds of things. And they are smart enough. They're going to accomplish it. He purchased a house. He's going to pay it off in three years after purchase. Put significant bulk down in cash because he saved up enough money to do it. Now they have trucks and cars and they become U.S. citizens. And they do all these kind of things that that you would hope in your wildest dreams that someone would do coming to the United States. It's just a condition where the gospel is in action. And every Sunday he's going to bring his family to church. Now he's a guy that's probably my age or older. Learning the English language is going to be a challenge. And so uh, there's five in which it's preached in every Sunday. He has Spanish, English, Chuuk, Marshall Islands, and Corinne. But there are going to be just like in my service, you're going to have a, a one person who speaks a different dialect of Corinne that's not preached in. Um, I think nine nations of birth is my record for our service. And we're talking like 60 people. And it's it's a challenge just because even if you, you can communicate, even through a child to an adult and back and forth, you miss enough nuances that some of this stuff ends up being um, <laughs> confusion. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's you, you, have, you have very different views on how time works and so uh, my job is kind of like be the central hub Mm -hmm. and make sure there's not like two services trying to do the same different things in the same spot at the same time Mm -hmm. being flexible how you yeah yeah you just have to be insanely flexible 
and very comfortable with not knowing what you're doing next week. These cultures, honestly, I, I swear they, they decide five minutes before they're doing it and they organize a hundred people meet in the church building. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what to expect. And I was thinking of Gospel Day. So we had just um, been introduced to the Marshall Islands folks. So we didn't know this group very well and they'd been there a few weeks and it was late evening, six, seven, eight, nine. Anyway, we look out and I think Claire, our daughter, was the first to say, Mom, there is a six-foot boat. Sailboat? Yeah. I don't know. There's a sailing it ship. There's a sailing ship replica um, being pushed into the gym. We're okay. talking like Christopher Columbus would have written <laughs> that kind of wooden sailing boat. Yes, a replica. And they, they got it inside the gym, and they pushed it in, and we were looking at Facebook Live. It's like, what have we allowed in? And What's we're looking at members of the church, and they're all like dancing, dancing around, around this wooden boat. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what is happening? <laughs> and, this, and this is like 10, 11 at night. Yeah, it was late. It or was early. late. <laughs> And the neighbors, I think, oh my goodness, these neighbors are going to shoot us. What, uh-huh. what, what is happening? The music is so loud. Didn't know what in tarnation was happening. Turns out it's called Gospel Day. And what they do is they celebrate when the missionaries first came to their island. And how they do that is they bring a, a replica of the wooden sailing ship that came to their island. They fill it full of food and toiletries and stuff like that for the needy in their community to pass out and they dance and sing and it's the most beautiful gospel centric wonderful thing ever but what it looks like is if you're the pastor of the church in the parsonage (laughs) is you got a hundred plus people dancing around the gym playing music really really loud at you know up till midnight you know and on a school night, you know what, you know what makes you got school the next morning, and so that that's that's the type of, of life where you have to be very 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 flexible. Very. Yes. <laughs> One more very. Yes. Uh, biggest thing I've learned is I'm never going back to how I worshipped God before. I'm not. Being a follower of Christ means that it permeates every aspect of how you live your life as you prepare for the next. (laughs) The only reason that at the moment of salvation you're not whisked away to heaven at that moment is because we have a job to do, and that's to teach others about Christ. And we should be busying about with that responsibility. And this dynamic of what we have just here in our backyard is one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done in my life. Just the absolute honor to be able to preach Christ in this environment is something I've never had before. And I'm not going back to worshiping God where I sit on a pew at this time on Sunday and then at the minute that this clock strikes noon, I'm out of there going to the restaurant and I've done my duty for the week. That's not going to be the way we're going to live our life. It doesn't mean that I'll be pastor of this church to the day I die. I may very well be that. But whatever we do, we're going to follow Christ in every aspect that we can do. And a great job by Monty Montgomery on the production. By the way, I love the line that Josh said, The nations are coming to us. Let's not live in fear. Let's get to know and serve these people. 
Our Faith in Action story, so many great stories in this great country of people of all faiths serving their God, here on Our American Stories. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Thank you.
This is Our American Stories, and now it's time for another story from one of the Smith twins. We previously told their story of how they navigated through ethical dilemmas and built an over-billion-dollar business. Here's Sean talking about what he thought about wealth, money, and success when he was young. I'm a little embarrassed to say that, you know, I think it's very easy for people at that age to keep score by economic ways. And so when I was that age, goals all, all centered around economics, you know, because it was just an easy measurement. You know, score a basket, you get two points. You know, score a goal, you get a point. You know, so if you are successful in business, you measure it by an economic gain. So I didn't set out, you know, in high school or in college to say, hey, you know, I want to try to make other people successful or, you know, I want to try to help a group of needy people in their pursuit of their passion or activity. It was really, it was self, self-focused. self it was, it, was, it was, how can I measure success? I can measure it economically. And where did I want to be on the economic spectrum? And so I knew what those goals were. And I knew that that was probably not going to get me there by working for somebody else. To be totally candid with you, it was a very self-focused, very monetary-focused number. And so I knew that for me to get to a certain goal by 30, I had to work for myself. And that goal was to be a millionaire, as defined as having a million dollars in a bank account. So not soft, you know, like I wanted to be a millionaire by age 30. And I knew that it would be hard if I just tried to save to get to a million by age 30. Because with taxes and all that, that would mean I'd have to make millions after taxes. So I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I knew that the way to get to, to, to be a millionaire by age 30 would be is to set out and do something on my own. And, you know, fortunately, we blew through our numbers, and then, so you reset. You just reset the number. And I, I had someone speak to a group of executives at one point, and it was, it was a really interesting eye-opener for me. And, and the person was speaking about scorekeeping. And there's, you know, I'm a big believer there's three types of people. There's people that live in the future, there's people that live in the now, and there's people that live in the past. And so the people that live in the past view their best days as something that happened in history. So they were the high school star quarterback, or they were the the, the superstar in college, or the most popular in college. But whatever they were the, you know, the best at, they believe that's what defines them and that that has passed them by. Then you have people that are in the now and they just really are in the moment. So, you know, they're not always looking at their phone. They're present with you. They see the leaves blowing. They see the weather. They're very, very aware of not only themselves, but their surroundings. And there's people in the future. And those people are always looking forward to something that's going to happen. And so when you look at these three people, these three types of people, I'm a big believer that the people that are in the now are people that are very happy because they're present. The people in the past, I don't want to say they're miserable, but they are the least happy because they view their history as as being their most defining moment or their most promising moments. The people in the future are close to the people in the now because most people that are living in the future are hopeful of something. Not a lot of people that are living in the future are like worried about the future. They're really typically hopeful. Like, you know, there's something I'm excited about. And so I tend to be a future type living person. 
So when I had this speaker speaking at one point, and they were talking about the scorekeepers in society, which are those that measure success by a score, those people are typically not very happy because they always raise the scoreboard. And I saw myself doing that a little bit. So my goal, I want to be a millionaire by age 30. I kind of blew through that. I'm like, oh, I should just reset that goal a little higher. Blew through that, I'll just reset that goal a little bit higher. At what point is it high enough? You know, so I said, this makes no sense for me to measure success by an economic advantage or an economic score. I should be measuring, you know, how I live my life differently. And so at one point in my life, I thought my goal is I'm gonna be on the Forbes 400 list. That was really important to me. I still believe I could get there if I totally focused on it. But does that matter to me? Not, not so much. What matters more to me is, 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 you know, am I leaving a legacy that's really important for those around me? And if all I'm focused on is, is the next score, the next financial objective, I guarantee I'm not gonna be on my deathbed going, you know, I wish I would have just pushed a little harder and made a little more at the expense of how much it cost me. So in my 20s, my brother and I didn't take vacations. Like vacations, they didn't help my score. Like a vacation meant I was not working, which meant I was spending, which meant I wasn't saving, which meant I wasn't gonna make a million by 30. So, you know, raising scoreboards is fine as long as you have a balance. So for me, the scoreboard wasn't just all about the economics. And, 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 and that probably didn't hit me until I started having kids, started building a family. And even a little later than that, probably when I hit, caught maybe 40 years old, and I started asking myself, what is this all about? Am I working for myself? Am I working for some kind of title? Am I working for some type of recognition? Or am I really working for a purpose? And then what is that purpose? And that's where we spend our time. Who we spend it with? And then what impact is it having? Our legacy is not what do I die with. My legacy is how are my kids gonna behave as good citizens with a purpose. Not a self-fulfilling purpose, but a, a purpose that is driven around a God-centered life. And, and then, not just them, but can we impact their kids? And then their kids. So can we continue to pass down from generation to generation a vision for the family, a purpose and a value that further enrich themselves and enrich others. And if you can have impact on, on folks that don't otherwise have the environments that we're growing up in, and you know, my kids don't worry about whether or not they are gonna have lunch today. My kids don't worry about whether or not they have internet to do school. They worry about whether or not they have internet to do gaming. You know, that's a totally different environment. So when I hear that, you're worried about the speed of your internet so you can stream, you know, as fast as you can on a game. And other kids are trying to figure out where they're gonna to go to bed at night or if they're gonna have web communication so they can deal with online schooling. I want our kids to keep those things in perspective.
And a special thanks to Joey and Alex for their work on that piece. And a thanks to Sean Smith for sharing his story. And, you know, that's what happens in life, folks. That word success, it can define you or you can define it. And you're better off defining the word you and your marriage mate or you and your business partner. Because in the end, it'll end up being money or some other status benchmark. And you'll end up miserable. It's just a guarantee you'll end up miserable. And we love to tell stories because that's how we walk into these problems and these conundrums in our life is how do we define these words? You can look at a guy driving in a really fancy car and think, what a lucky SOB. But he may be just wanting to drive that car straight off a bridge. And by the way, the brothers do their charitable work and investing together and have formed a group to do that called Castellan. They're interested in working with families as well, other families. And you can check them out at castellangroup.com. D-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N group.com. Sean Smith's story, a story about success and its meaning, here on Our American Story. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we're back with our American stories. Up next, Madison brings us a story from Nathaniel Frank. Nathaniel is the CEO and founder of M. Toxin's Venom Lab, which extracts high volumes of snake and scorpion venom for the production of anti-venom. Here's Nathaniel with the story of how he got involved in his unique career. So I grew up in northeastern Wisconsin, and about six years old, I became just obsessed with reptiles. And that was because a neighbor had given me an old Peterson's field guide, and I would flip through it and go out and try to find all the animals that were in our region that were in there, and it just started a lifelong passion for these animals. In those field guides as a child, there were pictures of a type of snake called a coral snake that absolutely fascinated me. And I always said, one day I'm going to work with them. In about 2011, I started keeping coral snakes. And I was keeping a type of coral snake that was incredibly rare. I was the only one keeping them in the United States at the time. And a scientist from Australia had seen that on Facebook and said, can you provide me some samples of that venom? It was really learning under fire, which I would never recommend to anyone. But a gentleman who had been producing venom since the 60s kind of took me under his wing and worked with me on safety and what I needed to do to be able to do that. And we did, and it led to a very successful scientific publication. Then the question was, what else can you provide me? So it turned into providing venom from a hundred different species at one time and it grew very quickly. And that led into providing venom to pharmaceutical companies. And that's now our main source of revenue, providing venoms for Asia, the Middle East, South America, and all of Africa. The process is really quite simple and it's been done the same way for a very long time. You take a sterile vessel, you put a membrane over the top that the animal can bite into. And from there, we grab and restrain the animal. Now, a snake is at its most desperate situation when you're grabbing it. Typically, their first instinct is to flee. One of their last instincts is to use their venom. 
So we try to be gentle and some of them are intelligent enough to know that the process is happening. So a lot of them know what to expect and we try to condition them by they give their venom, they get fed right after. So it's almost like a reward. So they bite naturally into the vessel and release their venom. And from there, it goes into a purification process and then it's turned into a freeze-dried powder. And that's how the scientists around the world and the pharmaceutical companies use it. M. Toxin's Venom Lab opened in 2011, and in its beginning years, it was very small. Almost no one in the community even knew it was there. But in 2016, M. Toxin's became a high production facility and gained a lot more attention. It's become an enormous success with the community. We're treated with the utmost level of respect by the city and by its residents. We have a very serious level of preparedness here with the fire department, with the police department. The local hospitals know us. Our state's poison control knows us. Because if you can imagine Wisconsin poison control getting a call that someone's been bitten by a black mamba or a king cobra, the first thing to do is roll your eyes and (laughs) assume it's not anything like that. So one day I was extracting from several black mambas and I rest a finger on their nose. So I had that animal in my hand, I'm pressing on its nose and I lifted the animal before I lifted my finger and I actually lacerated my finger with the snake's fang. So Anytime that you believe you've been snake bitten, you know, the first rule is get to the hospital as quickly as possible. And of course, we have the anti-venine on hand. But basically, I waited to see because that animal had just released its venom. Did I get any venom in my system? Am I okay? Well, then I started to lose control of my tongue and my eyelids and eyes were drooping. I was salivating. And so then we got to the hospital. I received four vials of antivenom and went home that evening and had dinner with my family. But that wasn't the first accident he'd had with one of the snakes. It's a little ironic and, and actually kind of funny, despite the severity of it. But in 2015, I was extracting venom from a snake from Africa called a stiletto snake. And we were doing these extractions to do a scientific paper that proved that there's no antivenine that can be used to treat that bite. And I had my right hand placed in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I actually accidentally pushed my finger onto its fang. And we had to take what's called the Flight for Life, our emergency helicopter, down to a huge hospital in the southern part of the state. And of course, we knew there was nothing that could treat it. So it was all pain management for 48 hours in ICU. But it still makes me laugh the irony that we knew we couldn't be treated and there we are with an envenomation. We have a very strict thing that we actually, another venom producer used that we adopted, which is the I'm safe pilot's checklist. So we go through that checklist, but before I walk in that room, I like to remind myself that we don't want it to happen again, which it will. There'll eventually be another bite. It's just the nature of the business. But to prevent that, to keep my family from having to go through it with me. 
This hurts a lot of people's feelings, but snakes don't have a part of the brain that shows emotion or connection. Lizards do. They become bonded to their keepers and things like that. But snakes can't do that. It's all about how tolerant is that animal being. Now, there's a lot of YouTube stars right now, people that want to be like Steve Irwin and educate, but they'll take these deadly animals and they'll handle them in a very reckless way. Naturally, it's it's not a matter of if but when. They're going to get bitten and it's going to be ugly. One of them I'm extremely close friends with, and he has a young daughter, and every time he would post a video doing something stupid with a dangerous animal, I'd send him a picture of his daughter. Because just because you have antivenom, it doesn't mean you're out of the woods. There can be lots of secondary infection. You know, you could be bitten by one of these snakes, and it turns out you had a pre-existing condition you never knew about. And the next thing you know, you're on dialysis or you're dead. It's it's not worth it. But the general public loves it because they believe they're seeing a bond between an animal and a person. And that's it's not scientifically possible. When you get asked, what do you do for a living? And your answer is extract venom from deadly animals. You get a variety of reactions. A big one is... Are you serious? That's one. And why in the heck would you want to do that job? People are really interested in the backstory. Nathaniel allows visitors to come in and see for themselves. We're not like any other zoo. I feel that in our educational center, that that sparks a whole different level of interest and investment. From the kids that are watching us from behind the glass and stuff, it's just pure awe because these kids are nose-to-nose with cobras and mambas and rattlesnakes. What we want to see are more people working in conservation, more people studying venom to find more legitimate medicinal uses. That's kind of our goal. Just in Africa alone, there's hundreds of thousands of bites a year. A large number of the antivenom for Africa is donated, and I've been fortunate enough to see our antivenom save people's lives over there. It's a humbling experience to be a part of, and something that we're we're very proud of. It's what keeps us going every day. I think if six-year-old me knew that this was the path that I was going to end up on, I, I don't think I would have believed myself. We just try to approach it with a great deal of humility and always remember the goal is to save people's lives, not to fill our egos or anything like that. It's just all about saving lives. And a great job on that piece by Madison. And a special thanks to Nathaniel Frank, CEO of M Toxins Venom Lab. When he was six years old, he told us he was obsessed with reptiles. He knew then that his dream would be working with these animals. We learned also snakes don't like being grabbed. And also, snakes don't have emotion. But I love the incentives, that Venom for Food program, and how we ultimately train these snakes to basically do some good. And in the end, that's what it's all about, saving lives. If you live near snakes or you're in snake country, anti-venom is at every hospital, and it literally saves lives. The story of Nathaniel Frank, CEO of M-Toxin's Venom Lab, here on Our American Stories. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.